next legacy. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome the entire universe. To, to, today is going to be a good day just for the simple fact that, um, you know, we have a guy. I wanted to talk to this man ever since um, I started hearing a lot of um, classic unreleased death row music um, that, that's been coming out lately and I wanted to make sure that I uh, send a, a warm welcome to my man John Payne, president of Death Row Records. Mr. Payne. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. Thanks for the warm welcome. I'm glad to be here, man. You know what? It, it's it, it's it's kind of, I've, I've always wanted to talk to you because the, the questions that I do have is, it, it's always been on my mind because you know, with, with the history that's attached to um, Death Row Records um, and the music that's attached to it as well, um, it came at a time when, and I'm pretty sure you know this as well, um, it's a lot of history with not just the artist that was on Death Row, but also the music. So finding out and knowing that there was so much uh, unreleased songs and music out there, um, I always used to think, man, when when is this stuff going to ever come out, if it ever comes out. Um, so here you are right now in 2012, you know, basically just, you know, shaking the tree, so to speak, and putting out some of this uh, classic music. Um, what, what, was your main, what was your main goal and your purpose for letting the people um, revisit some of this history with the catalog? Well, the main reason and my main purpose is the fact that it's, you know, kind of reminding people that uh, Death Row was a lot more versatile. It, was, it, was, it went well beyond just Snoop, Pac, and Dre. Believe me, they were very important to the label, but any record that was done on Death Row, whether it was Dre, Snoop, or Pac, there was always a lot of people, a lot of names associated with it, from producers to writers to rappers to just people being around. So when you look at the fact that most of these people were actually signed at Death Row and they should have come out, it kind of gives you a history, and it also lets you know where some of the flavor on some of the records came from, where you can hear like a certain hook or a tone in someone's voice or a certain phrase or even the way they wrote. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that there was other people involved. And you know what, I want to make sure that everybody gets their fierce, you know, fair look or listen to Death Row. There's a lot of stuff in the vault that Death Row recorded from 1992 to 2006. So there's, there's an endless amount of things, but it's just a lot of these people... I've known since the beginning, and they are my friends, and I know what they've done. But in all fairness, it's just it's it's okay to not just focus on three artists when there's a whole lot of deserving artists on the label. So that was that was really my intent. And also, and again, it's something you got to give something to the, the fans. We don't want to continually recycle the same old stuff, but more make it more versatile. You know, try to try to you know give them more than what they what they were getting. So, when you acquired. Um, the the rights to the to the music um, from Death Row. Um, did you see it as more than just a catalog and you releasing a lot of unreleased music? Do you see something a lot deeper with um, just everything that is you know the the, the classic sounds of, of Death Row records? Because as a fan first man, I mean you know every time that I hear. You know, I was I was listening to uh, Doggy Bag that was released by you guys, and and listening to just the old lyrics, and it it brings back that nostalgic that it, it you know it it kind of has that time capsule where it was just like you know everything that was everything from ninety two to ninety five ninety six 
kind of gives you, kind of throws you right back into that lane. And especially <laughs> my opinion about the music industry, yeah, I, I need some stuff like that. I need that change of pace, so to speak. So, no, I, I agree with you. The, the industry really hasn't evolved as well as it should, but fortunately we're lucky enough to have uh, a lot of material from that era. One of the reasons why, you know, we did what we did was not just to expose the music to people, but also uh, I want to make sure that, you know, these people put all this hard work in and it's 20 years later. I want to make sure that also that they're getting paid, they're going to get royalties on, because they helped to make some really extremely good records, some historical records. So, you know, it's, it's time to make sure that, you know, they get knowledge, acknowledged, whether it's by people knowing who they are, listening to them, and also acknowledged with a royalty check. The doggy mm -hmm. bag was very good. It came out the vault. It was some some stuff that people hadn't heard. And it was some alternative versions, but it did. It took you right back to that era. And you right. you know, and the good thing about it is, you felt good. You enjoyed it. But you know, Death Row at one point had an extremely negative image. You did not mm -hmm. even think. You didn't go there. You just went to this music is good. I right. feel this. You know, unfortunately, music today is is letting us down a little bit. It's uh, the way Death Row evolved and some of the changes it made. The evolution of, of music and hip-hop actually, to me, has slowed down drastically or, in some cases, took a wrong turn. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I feel the same way, I mean, especially because, you know, fans of fans of of the role and, and, and just the memories that Death Row gave us back in the 90s, um, I, I, I completely agree about the evolution of it. Um, just putting out real music just seemed like people don't want to do that no more, in my opinion. To a degree, so I, I I feel like you know as a fan this is needed, but it, it's you know it, it's it's always that double edged sword too, Mr. Payne. Just for the simple fact that you know I, I it just takes you back there, but you know it, it makes you think about Tupac, miss that guy, wish he was here. You know it makes you wish that you know everybody was moving at in one as as a unit when it came to the music. I mean, they Death Row at the time was the first to ever um, you know do certain things, especially a soundtrack off of a, um actual song from a, a previous album. Um, they were doing double albums. I mean, it was so much history attached to it. Um, what, what do you say to the listeners out there that's listening about it? Just it, it's just the catalog? Because that, that's what I hear a lot. I hear a lot of people say that it's just there. And I, I kind of tend to disagree, but I want your opinion about what, what do you think that people say? Well, well, right now it is it is technically just a catalog because we're pulling things out of the vault, and, and with the exception of Sam's Needs record, we did not put out anything new. So for now, it's just a catalog. But the purpose of that too is what people need to understand is we had to reinvigorate the brand. We had to remind people of Death Row and get everything back up to speed at the same time, it gave us time to take care of a lot of the business associated with buying death row out of bankruptcy, making sure the contracts were straight and everything was in the right direction. So again, it, it's, it stimulated interest in death row, so it's just a catalog now, but later on there will be acts added, not necessarily to the death row brand, because I personally feel like there's a legacy there, and that mm -hmm. legacy belongs to the original artist, Right. We can do. We can actually have artists around the name Death Row, but I, right now, I'm not so sure about putting somebody on Death Row. That could change. So for now, it is a catalog. While we get and remind everybody what Death Row was about, what it is, and all of that. There's enough stuff that we can continually remind. But I do think that we also have to evolve into the future with Death Row to give it a, a sustained life. 
there there there's a rumor of course you know how rumors get online about uh um you know little little e easy e son um in talks with uh you know death row is that is that true to the rumor or do you want to just kind of bypass that that <laughs> as long as not personally about someone else. No, uh, Little Easy, we have some labels uh, that we distribute that are part of the Wide Awake Death Row family. Okay. Uh, we have uh, KP out of Australia. We got the D-Sound Syndicate out of Detroit. And we have Hoopla out of, I believe they're out of Kentucky. And, and Little E is in talks with them. It would be okay. a distribute, distribute record, but it's not on Death Row. A lot of times, you know, people can get a little mileage with the media. <laughs> True that, true that. Moving something around to get get money, but I would think people would 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 probably think that if if we were signing easy, then I would be the one that would be making that statement, or somebody, right. or, you know, my name would come up, or somebody's name within the death row family. But again, it's nothing against them. Who fly signs them? We're glad to have. We're glad to be. You know, we're glad to be associated with them. But mm-hmm. yeah, he is not being signed to death row. So the there there is a a, a rumor that's incorrect, but there will be an association. Got you, got you. See, that's that's good. You can be able to be here on the AM Buzz to kind of clear that up. Um, what what are the what are some of the misconceptions that you've heard um, about not just the, the 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 catalog and the music of, of of Death Row, but just in general as far as not just attached to you in the role, but all just in music in general. Um, what what are some misconceptions out there that um, that you hear a lot of? Uh, well, there's you know I mean there's a lot of myths and and misplaced history that goes on with this label. A lot of things that occurred that didn't occur. A lot of blames that made. But I think one of the most uh, I guess dominant uh, things that I hear it actually relates to Tupac and our Tupac album. Uh, we have uh, 13 unreleased songs by Tupac that we're able to put out anytime we'd like. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, people seem to think that there's some legal dispute going on or his family is saying no or they're screwing up. It's all these other misinformation. So I'll correct this right now so people can understand what the status is with our Tupac record. Right now, we're holding it up until we can make sure that all of the bootlegs and everything is cleaned up because, quite honestly, I want to make sure that when this record comes out, it's marketed and promoted correctly, but I want to make mm-hmm. sure that his Tupac's foundation gets the money, his mother gets what she's supposed to do, Johnny J, all of the other producers, Val Young, who sang on the record, everybody that was a part of this record gets the money because right now there's so much bootleg stuff out there that right. the family is not getting it, and people are, you know, people love Tupac dearly, but they'll pay, you know, overpriced for a bad copy of a record that doesn't go to him. I think mm-hmm. that's unfair. So in the meantime, once we, you know, we've been actually shutting a lot of things down. Once the smoke clears, the record will, will come out. The record is good. The record will be good tomorrow. The record will be good next year, quite honestly. So whenever things are right, and I know that we can do the right thing, and people are people can be uh, paid correctly, and the record can be put out and be uh, the best possible tribute to pop that we can do, that's when it will come out. So as far as if anybody wants to blame anybody, mm-hmm. you can blame me. I take the full blame for that. It's not his mother. It's not any lawyers. It's not you. Throw some names out there. It's not them. Let's just say it's John Payne who wants to do things right. So until then, send a, you know send me the emails. Tear my, tear me up in the forum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do what you need to do to get through the day and feel better about yourself. Right. 
when you know, to me, I I understand where you're coming from, John. Is to me, I, I feel like especially if you if you have the opportunity to put a product out, then you do it the, to the best of your ability. With with the bootleggers and 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 people out there, I mean, to me, I think you know, especially ever since uh, Tupac passed away, um, you know, a, a, a while ago. I mean, we we've all heard the the bootleg songs and and a lot of the stuff out there. Uh, I know one question that that um, some of my staff people had as well was um, the the uh, rights to the original One Nation project. Was that something that was still attached to Death Row um, and or to Feeney at the time, or is that? Can you actually talk about that as far as One Nation, the original, um, all the original stuff? Uh, actually, uh, there's some elements that I can't talk about. There's, uh, within, within some of the rights, some of the material belongs to them. Some are, some actually is in a pile that we can pick from. Um, right now, I would, I would, for just the sake of, uh, keeping legal peace. Right. I would, I would not elaborate, elaborate on it right now, but I will, you know, and on another date, after there's been some resolution on that, I would be more than happy to talk to you, talk to you about it. Again, gotcha. I said there's really no problems with us in the Afini camp, the Amaru camp. There's nothing going on there, but there were some, some pre-existing conditions that pre-existed us or even throughout the bankruptcy that mm -hmm. really aren't our problems and not a direct problem with us and them, but other people involved, so we have to wait until everything has been cleared all the way around. I mean, right now, quite honestly, there's no, there's no bad blood in any of the camps. It's right. just now that things are actually settled people can, can actually work things out and get things done correctly and better. So I think that the time since we purchased a catalog and started doing things right by the artist and the catalog, it's actually helped people all the way around because everybody's calmed down. Once people start getting their checks, you know, you tend to sleep better and, you know, there's a little <laughs> bit more peace, there's less tension. So right now, I think that a lot of things that people want and expect of death row, you'll see over the next couple of years. You know, nothing happens overnight, and everybody wants everything now. Some things are not possible, and also, you you wouldn't want to come in and put out everything, the best of everything, in the first week, and that's it. Right, exactly. You know, that's just it, like playing they, your hand. That's just like playing your hand too quick, too fast, and you know, it, you you have nothing left to show for it later on. So I completely agree. John Payne is our guest on the AM Buzz, and. As a fan, though, let me ask you as a fan, when you think about the One Nation project and what was about to be done um, with, with Tupac basically corralling all the people from East, West, and everywhere else to bring that unified front with hip-hop, when you go back in time and you think about an idea such as that, um, which could have invigorated hip-hop, in my opinion, um, would have probably brought a new, better way of, of, of dealing with um, a, a unified front. Um, as a fan, what would you, what, what would you would have expected if that would have ever been released back in the day when, it, when a lot of people was looking for it? What I would have expected, actually, it would have calmed a lot of people. It would have, it would have righted a lot of things. It would have fixed a lot of the misconceptions. And the problem from the day that actually when Suge stepped on the stage in New York and made that claim, all of that would have been would have been watched. I mm -hmm. think that you know what this is music, and music shouldn't be like you know West Coast or East Coast. It should be whatever's good. Right. And you know, and all these people, a lot of these people were friends before. So I think that what it would have done is reminded people that this is about the music. It can't be personal. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the Pac was taking that step, 
you know, especially since he was, you know, in the middle, really deep entrenched in the middle of all of this. That was, you know, what I think he was one of the, the people that really needed to, to take that step, and it was a good step to take. And if people actually realized that even after the fact, after he's gone, the step he was going to take, then some of the misconceptions and some of the animosity that some people still retain, which even though it's 20 years later, it's, it's, mm-hmm. to me it's, it's wrong, they should realize that it, it really was about the music. And once the smoke cleared, it, it, was not, it really wasn't the audience's problem. And at the end of the day, it was a problem that was actually put on, put on some of the artists, and they were getting ready to work it out. So I think that uh, it, right now there's a lesson from that, and I, st- I feel good that there was an attempt that was going to be made. Even though it didn't get completed, it should, have, it should have still been a catalyst to remind people that, you know what, it was about, it was about to be, a wrong was about to be righted. Mm-hmm. You can also check out um, John Payne's website, www.deathrowmusic.com. You can get all your, your, your death row information, music, um, clothing, et cetera, et cetera. It's, everything that you need is, is on there. You can shop now, do what you have to do, iTunes, Amazon, 20 to Life, which was the uh, Rare and Dangerous Volume 2 release, um, dropped September 15th. Um, how, how's everything, how, how has the reaction to the, the music that you've dropped um, won over with the fans? I mean, do a lot of people, because from what I've seen, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit of, uh, um, you know, I miss those days of music. Um, you know, this was a good idea. Just for the simple fact that we, 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 we need stuff like this. We need an alternative to what's being heard out there nowadays. What, what has your reaction been with each release that you've uh, dropped? Um, case in point, with the recent Twenty to Life Volume Two. Uh, actually, with all of the releases, the, the reaction has been the has been the same. It's been has been a, a couple things. One. A lot of people appreciate hearing stuff from the past of things they never heard. And then there's some diehard people that only want, no matter what we put out or do, the response to everything is, where's Tupac? You know, so you, you, have, you have that bunch of people. But my thing is, too, is when we're releasing, I'm trying to remind people of the death of Lacey, but also there's other parts of the world that are getting music for the first time or had bootleg copies. So when we do put out a release, it's also not just for the fans here. Death Row does not belong to the West Coast. Death Row mm-hmm. belongs to the world. So it's making sure that I have to think fairly, we have to think fairly when we do a release so it, it involves everybody, it's for everybody. Otherwise, everything would be from 1992. Mm-hmm. If, we, if, you know, if we were really trying to completely cater to the fans. Believe me, I listen to everybody, I take everyone into consideration, but at the same time, we have to consider uh, all coasts all, and when I say all coasts, not just in the United States and other countries. We got to, in the middle of the countries, we got to consider that. You know, we got to consider retail. We, there's a lot of factors. So, again, the records have been received well because people buy them. And the good thing about it is, even when there's a complaint, there's always, they can complain, but at, complain, but at the same time, there's going to be three or four songs that they're going to, between their complaints, they're going to like. But then they'll get right. back on the complaint. So it's it's all good, man. You can't please everybody, but at least they get some pleasure out of every release. And you know what? That's good. That works for me. And and, and I think that's that's why you have a double edged sword like like this. And I and I think that's what happens with anything in life that people do. When you do have a and, and, and it and it makes it more passionate that people have when it comes to death row music because death row music meant so much to not just me as a fan, but 
to um, other people out there because, to me, a lot of people thought that would have been, should have been the most powerful company still going to this day as far as, you know, the roster of artists and things like that, too. But um, when, when, you think, when you think back then compared to now, do you think, uh, do you think Death Row, if, if, let's just say if Death Row Records came out, what, 91, 92, right? And here we are, 2012, um, with the kind of music that that the role put out back then. Do you think it would have actually um, changed uh, hip hop again, or do you feel like you know the way that the music industry is now so commercialized, people probably wouldn't have paid attention to it like it did back then? Actually, I think Death Row had the potential to continually evolve based on things I hear in the vault, because there's R&B, there's a lot of different things, but. The real problem was is that at a certain point, the direction became one-dimensional. So it was like pushing, you know, being on, being on the gangster tip is fine, but then when they, they got into the, the point where they were pushing, uh, if you left that role, let's just attack them. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it became one-dimensional, and, and I don't think this was the thinking of the artist. I think this was, was the, the format that was given to them. The artist had the talent to branch out and be far more versatile than they were. If they were allowed to be artists and create, oh yeah, the potential, the, you know, the, the, it would have been a tremendous potential and, and the evolution would have been amazing because there's no telling what Death Row would be doing now. I agree. I agree. John Payne, our guest on the AM Buzz, um, with, without saying too, too much, because I know when you deal with, uh, you know, artists that's that's not attached to, said label or, or or anything as far as that goes. Um, can you say, um, you know, the kind of relationships that you do have with some of the members that was on Death Row Records at one time, or do you want to pass on that question? I have no problem with, with, with answering questions, man. Uh, a lot of them I actually have very good relations with because I was there at the beginning, and also, like I said earlier, they're getting royalty checks, so they feel good about things. They're still mm-hmm. a- that Death Row has left such a bad taste in their mouth that, you know, it doesn't matter who's at the helm or who's doing what, they, you know, they're not going to be happy with anything or anybody. And I, I understand and I don't blame them. And then there's some others that, you know, that unfortunately are not getting enough attention, so they will grab that attention from wherever they can by sometimes attacking people. Okay. You know, but it's okay. For the most part, most of the artists... Uh, we ha- I have a very good relationship with a lot of them. I run into them in places around the world, and it's it's all good. It's nothing but love. I ran into Col- Corrupt uh, a couple of weeks ago at the W, and it was, it was every time I see him, it's the same thing, a hug, a smile, and we talk about things. But the first thing he said even before hello is, I got checks. So, again, I feel, I feel that we was able to, that we were able to do that. So, when, you know, well, that's the first thing that I was going to smell. That lets you know that, you know, that, uh, we've actually done something that needed to have happen. <laughs> you know? And no corrupt like I do, I, I could see him say that. So that's <laughs> See, man, I'm getting checks. You know, and my first uh, my first thing in my head went from us kind of thing, but yeah, I knew I knew what he was talking about. And then, you know, we yeah. went back into our regular conversation, talked about things. We talked about doggy bag and, you know, just stuff like that, but that's so there's, there's a lot of people, you know. I mean, I go out. I go out personally. I travel by myself. I go see the artists. I try to get the paperwork straight. I try to, you know, work things out. So a lot know that I'm trying. I mean, there's 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 a, a lot out there that would acknowledge that, 
they never expected. First of all, they never expected me to show up personally by myself. I do. Mm -hmm. And right. we try, you know, I try. My word is very important to me. You know, I like to sleep at night, and I mm -hmm. do that very well. So I like to make sure that if I say I'm going to do something, the very least I can do is try. The most I can do is succeed. So this is, what, this, is what's, this is what's happening. It's a gradual process. Considering we've had the label for almost four years now, we fixed a lot of the business, and people are getting paid when they hadn't gotten paid, and some mm -hmm. never, and some in 15-plus years. So, yeah, when you, have, when you have people like Corrupt, you know, who, who you know, in, in a sense is, you know, you know, very cool with everything, paperwork, not just financial, but, you know, it's it's okay. Because, you know, I, I remember seeing a quote where he, you know, he, he said something to the effect, um, you know, I don't want to misquote, but he said something to the effect about, you know, it's it's, it, it was it was needed to be released when it comes to you know just some of the previous previously unreleased dog pound music and things like that and then you have other people um like Danny Boy who still who's kind of on the fence about it or whatnot um just just in general when it comes to the artists that um you know had so many different kinds of different types of music in the vaults you know classics that's been kept under wraps and now it's been out there and put out there um, what, what do you say to the people that's you know that's still on the fence about it, versus uh, the ones that's you know pretty satisfied about how things are now? All right, this this is this is what a lot of the people are on the fence about things. Uh, generally, <clears throat> what it comes down to, a lot of these people actually completely sold their rights. You know, and mm -hmm. what they expect a lot of times is to walk in and for me to give them their rights back. You know, I can't I can't do that. You know, because we have an $18 million debt. A lot of times I'll find a way to get them something back. Like when we put out a CD, you give them their artists back. I give right. them that, give them percentages. But a lot of times when they're on the fences, because their problem, nine times out of ten, is not with me or this death row. It's a lot of times it's with the old death row or with Shook. So they're, right. still, they're still upset about that, and they want me to give them back the 90s. I, yeah. can't, I can't do that. A lot of times I say, if you want me to give you back your past, I don't see how that's a good thing because right now the president is trying to suck it. <laughs> Very let's let's like try to fix the present in the future and, you know, the past, since I can't address, let's let that go and see what we can do now. So mm. a lot of times, you know, the problem has nothing to do with us or me. It's the situation they came out of when they, when they were running around having a good time and unfortunately knew nothing about business or was misled and they look up today in the, in what they thought was theirs is not theirs, and they haven't seen a dime. I can understand them being bitter. Because if you put out a record and you see your face on it and you think you're not going to get anything from it, I would be bitter too. But mm -hmm. we do find a way, you know, to, to include them in the record. We allow them to help with promotion, so there's things like that that help to stimulate their career, get the visibility back on them. And like I say, too, we'll always uh, give them their artists, so they get their artist share of the record. And in some cases... If all of the people that work on the record from a writing standpoint agree that this person was involved, then we can also discuss then giving them, uh, you know, some writer's credit back as well. But, you know, you, can't, you just can't take someone's word for it and go, when they come in the door and say, this is mine, you know. If right. I try to, the only fair way to do it is discuss with everybody that's involved. So, yes, to answer your question, the people that sometimes have a bitter taste, it had nothing to do with us. Unfortunately, we're the only people they have to turn to. So I try mm -hmm. to be open and honest with them and try to find a reasonable solution or let them know if there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. But we still will try to find some reasonable way to to help out. Got you. John Payne is our guest. 
president of Defro Records, brought to you by Defro. Brought to you, I'm sorry about that. Brought to you by DefroMusic.com. You can go ahead and pick up his, you know, all all things Defro as far as the catalog that's been released from Twenty to Life, from Doggy Bag, clothing, etc. Go to DefroMusic.com. And one quick question before I let you go: um, when it when it comes to are well, we you kind of you kind of said this earlier, but um, for the young artists out there or the people that want to present or put out music and and they want you to hear it um you know not just trying to get a deal or you know just just to just to kind of see exactly how you feel about the new music going on is there is there a certain place that they can go send emails to as far as you know not not old school like you know I'm gonna slide you my demo tape or something like that but if people actually want you to hear their music how how can they reach you all right, before they reach me, there's something I need them to do. I want them to make sure that their business is correct, that if they wrote a song, that they've got this thing copywritten and registered, because not that I would take this song, but when you give your, your material, send your material in to someone, and it's not mm-hmm. registered, and just say if it's good, there's a lot of people out there that would keep it or find a way to use it. So before I give any, any information how to send something to me, Make sure that your material is correct, protected. All right. Other than that, you can send stuff to info at deathrowmusic.com. But first and foremost, before you even consider that, make sure your music is your own, is protected. Or if it's not yours, make sure that there's an agreement with you and that other person. Because say you send it to me and I like it, mm-hmm. and then you come in and all of a sudden there's somebody else going, but it's not his. I did it. There's a whole. You, you don't want to come in the door with problems. You right. want to come in ready to make a very good deal and start a nice career. There you go. Couldn't put it better myself. That's all for the people out there that's that that's still trying to get their music heard and stuff like that. I think this man is the perfect uh uh sounding board, so to speak, to to be able to put that out there. John, I wanna not not only thank you for uh coming on to the AM Buzz, but um I appreciate the fact that you are giving us uh a little bit of a blast from the past and giving us some history back when it comes to um, just not just the catalog and the music of Death Row, but just kind of like the feelings that we get. You know, as passionate fans of music, um, I, I need music that's going to help me remember exactly uh, where I come from and what hip-hop was. And I think, you know, the, the, in the 90s, Row Records had that lightning in a bottle and I appreciate you for at least igniting that flame so we can get that spark again. And, and and I appreciate the fact that you are continuing to push the catalog and doing it to to please the fans of Death Row Records. So I definitely appreciate that. Well, I thank you, and I'm, I'm glad to be here. I also know that, speaking of history, that this next legacy uh, site that you're on is the fifth anniversary of that, too. So I wanted to say congratulations to everybody involved in this site and Glad you're around because this is all good for all of us because it's always good to hear other opinions of people. Also, sometimes it's positive. Sometimes it helps you to let you know you're doing the right thing and maybe you need to look at what you're doing. So, I'm no, no, what, what you're doing is good because, you know, I'm, you know, people can hate it or love it, but, you know, I, I kind of agree with the quote Corrupt had in a sense too where it's just like, you know, this this music needs to be put out. It doesn't need to be in the, in the vault anymore. So, um you know, because it does give us a nostalgic type of feel to it, and 
and, and I appreciate you doing your homework on me because I appreciate the fact that you did acknowledge five years. And, and I'm real passionate about music and, 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 and trying to put the right questions and the right songs out there for people to really understand and appreciate and stuff like that. So, you know, from one one to another when it comes to, uh, you know, showing that appreciation for the art of music, um, I, I, I can't think of a better person to, to be able to, uh, you know, kick it with early in the morning on a Monday morning. So I appreciate that. Well, man, look, I appreciate your time. You had to get up early, too. So it's, uh, <laughs> no it's, doubt. No doubt. Adam, be here anytime you want to chat with me, whether it's online or not. It's all good, man. I have your contact, and, and, and definitely I want to thank Sasha as well. And um, and definitely I um, will we'll make sure that I continue to push and, and, and show that support because, you know, like I said, you, you always, you know, in anything that you just put out, you just you, you take me back to the, the, the time where I just really had a, a, a passionate love for hip-hop. So thank you, Mr. John Payne. Hey, man, thanks for having me, man. And I want to wish you another 20 years, man. I hope, I hope, a matter of fact, 20 years from now, I'm calling in and from my island resort somewhere by then. <laughs> no, but I'll remember yeah. you and I'll remember this day and death row should still be kicking and you'll be doing exceptionally well too. So I'm looking forward to another call in 25 years, anytime this year and in the immediate future, but in 20 years as well. Uh, I'll, I'll be on your line tomorrow, man. Trust me. We, we, still, <laughs> we still got stuff to talk about, so I will definitely be in contact. It's all good. So I truly appreciate your time. I know all my, my staff and my friends who are listening right now appreciate the time and as you can see I really don't run away from questions. No, 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 you're 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 good and and, and like I said that that's why you you will be a good sounding board so we will definitely continue uh you know conversating offline as well and so like I said a lot of respect and I appreciate it. It's re it's mutual man. So thank you for having me and uh like I say anytime Sasha will give you direct information if she hasn't already and you know Next legacy.